Hello everybody and welcome back to an episode of Trails to the Cross. This is your Easter special and the beginning, I hope, of a common thing. Uh, what I plan on doing starting today and going forward is uh, on top of the interviews that you all know and love, I actually plan on doing little Bible studies here and we're going to start this morning out uh, Easter morning with uh, the reality of the resurrection. Got some storms going on outside, so if you hear the wind blowing or hear thunder, then uh, that is what is happening, and it is really blowing hard up there. <coughs> so our scripture readings this morning will be in Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 11, and you... And beginning of verse 1 says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and a certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And they were afraid, and bowed down their faces to the earth, and said to them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. And returned from the sepulchre, and told all these things to the eleven, and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we acknowledge that life and its numerous blessings are gifts from you. We acknowledge that you give wonderful and precious gifts. Help us to discover and to discern the many material and spiritual blessings. We ask that you would teach us to be good stewards of these gifts. Help us to see that they are not to be enjoyed selfishly, but are to be used selflessly for others. As we bring our tithes and offerings, we ask the great teacher to guide us as we give and to lead us as we distribute these offerings. Whether these tithes and offerings be through time, skill, or actual money offerings, Lord, we ask that you give us the knowledge and the, for, the forbearance to, to do with these things what will accomplish your will and your kingdom. And through Jesus Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Alright, so the Roman soldiers nailed Jesus to the cross at 9 o'clock one Friday morning. By 3 o'clock in the afternoon of the same day he was dead. Friends came to take Jesus' body, and they wrapped him in the burial linens and laid it in the tomb. But there was no time for the usual burial ritual. The Jewish Sabbath was only a few hours away, and no Jew would touch a dead body on the Sabbath, for it would make the person ceremonially unclean and prohibit him or her from participating in the Sabbath observance. When the Sabbath was over early on Sunday morning, devout women went to Jesus' tomb with spices and ointment. Out of, the, out of respect, love, and honor, they wanted to perform their formal rites associated with burial. When they arrived at the tomb, they found that the massive stone had been rolled away from the entrance. And when they entered the tomb, they did not find Jesus' body. Two angelic messengers informed them that Jesus Christ had risen, 
and they were the first to discover the reality of the resurrection. The women rushed back to where the disciples were meeting and told them about the reality of the resurrection. The disciples had a strange response to the woman's message. Luke 24.11, their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. The expression idle tales comes from Greek medical writers who used them to describe the babblings, the babblings of the fevered and insane-minded, or the, the, the crazies. The disciples were not convinced of the resurrection. Still today, many people do not believe in a resurrection. The gospel account seems to many as an idle tale, but Christians know that Jesus is alive, and his spirit lives in us all. Therefore, they can be bold about affirming the reality of Christ's resurrection. The first point I want to make is there's a, there's a personal experience to the touch of Jesus Christ and the resurrection. Nothing can be more convincing than a personal experience. Seeing the empty tomb and hearing the angelic messengers convinced the women, the, the women visitors of the reality of the resurrection. They needed no apologetic proof to convince them or persuade them that Jesus was alive. The Romans sought to nullify the Lord's resurrection. Matthew wrote in uh, for chapter 28, verse 12 and, 3, and 12 and 13, And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel and gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him while we were asleep. The Jews used treachery to arrest Jesus. Then they tried him illegally on false charges. Now... Jesus' enemies used bribery to silence the news of his resurrection. But not any of the machinations of malicious people could have suppressed the risen Lord. Bribery could not silence the news about him. Roman guards could not contain him in a cave. Jesus presented himself alive to the people. They experienced him personally, and as so important. He met with them, he ate with them, and he taught them. And these personal experiences of the risen Lord furnished conclusive evidence of his resurrection from the dead. Further, Christians today are convinced in the reality of Jesus' resurrections by having a personal experience with him. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> when we open our lives to the risen Christ, we can testify of his living presence. Another convincing factor of Jesus' resurrection is the testimony of Scripture. When the women came to the tomb, the angelic messengers reminded them of Jesus' promise of resurrection. Throughout the New Testament, there are numerous references to it. The New Testament gives us a unified testimony. The Gospels related in simple narratives the events of Jesus' resurrection. The critical scholars closely examined, one can explain these variations, or... <coughs> Explain these variations amidst the four different narratives when we're talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <clears throat> the book of Acts frequently mentions Jesus' resurrection. When Pastor preached at the feast when, when when I'm sorry, when Peter preached at the feast of Pentecost, he said in Acts two thirty two, This Jesus hath raised from up whereof we are all witnesses. Later the risen Christ appeared to Saul, whom he renamed Paul. Uh, the Apostle Paul, as we know him, and he said to Saul, I am Jesus, in Acts 9.5. And as we read Acts, he notices numerous testimonies regarding the risen Christ. The various New Testament letters give a unified witness of Jesus' resurrection. Paul said, I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also received, but how Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and he rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures. That's in 1 Corinthians 15.3-5. 
Now, it's important to notice that the scriptures, when they're talking in, in, in the New Testament books, the scriptures are the Old Testament books as we know them today, as the New Testament hasn't been written yet. You know, 1 Corinthians is part of our scriptures, but 1 Corinthians is his Paul's first letter to the church of Corinthia, so therefore it was not yet canonical scripture. So bear in mind all the claims that Paul is making in the letter to the Corinthians. He is referring back to the Old Testament, and the Old Testament gives all the detail of the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Peter mentioned the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead in 1 Peter 1, 3. John recorded the words of the risen Lord, I am he that liveth and was dead in Revelation 1, 18. The New Testament references to Jesus' resurrection are straightforward. There is no elaborate language. There is no adornments to the story, no visionary experiences. Another unique factor of the New Testament account is the verb tense. The biblical writers speak of Jesus after his death in the present tense. One notable example is Paul's testimony to Jesus. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That's in Colossians 1.18. Several other unique factors that can be seen in the New Testament accounts of Jesus' resurrection. The folded grave clothes is proof that Jesus' body had not been stolen. Scripture also carefully recorded that Jesus had scars on his body where he had been nailed to the cross. This clearly establishes evidence of his identity. Furthermore, his words and actions are recorded by Scripture, testifying that Christ who died on the cross was truly alive. If you desire to learn the reality of Jesus' resurrection, I urge you to make a serious study of Scripture. It's all throughout there. The Bible will convince you of the reality of the risen Lord. He is alive, and the Bible tells us so, and the Bible gives us example of so. <coughs> When we observe how the risen Christ transformed people, we do not doubt the reality of the resurrection. Jesus made a difference in the lives of first century disciples. The news of Jesus' resurrection changed the attitudes of Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary. Jesus changed, uh, Jesus changed temperaments before the resurrection. The disciples were fearful, they were disillusioned, they were disappointed, and they were depressed. But the risen Christ transformed their temperaments. Jesus can also transform the feelings of the modern disciples, us, helping us to overcome disappointment and fear. Jesus also dispelled doubts. When Jesus appears to the disciples, Thomas was absent. They told him of Jesus' appearance, but Thomas doubted the resurrection. It seemed absolutely incredible to him. After seven days, Jesus ministered especially to Thomas, dispelling all of Thomas's doubts. Uh, Thomas, I think, has a bad rap because he's known as Doubting Thomas. And I encourage all of you to, to study more on Thomas and see his story and his background. It really is one of amazement. And I feel like he was probably one of the disciples closest to, to Jesus and Jesus' inner circle. He had an inner circle and an outer circle of disciples for anyone who didn't know. Um, in today's world, numerous people find the news of the risen Christ incredible to believe as well. Yet Christ is able to minister to him through all to all of us and through all of us by his Holy Spirit and by his word, dispelling all doubts as he did for Thomas. The risen Christ gives meaning and purpose to life. The apostles thought Jesus was the Old Testament Messiah. Basically, their messianic concept was political. When Jesus did not restore Israel to the days of David and reign on the earthly king as an earthly king, they lost their direction in life, but after his resurrection, Jesus taught them the real meaning of, the fo of following him. 
No greater melody affects our world today than meaningless. Only the risen Christ can give our generation meaning and purpose. And without meaning and purpose, we are where we are today. So in conclusion, Jesus' resurrection is a reality. It is not an idle tale. The greatest proof of authenticity is for you to open your life to the risen Lord and let him begin the process of changing your life. Reading scriptures is one thing. You can read all day long. But until you get the mindset that you're going to open yourself up, open your heart, open your mind, open your life to our risen living Lord and experience what he has for you. I don't I don't I feel like you'll never truly believe. It's it's called faith for a reason. You have to step out on faith. You have to open yourself up and step out with the thought and the belief that Christ will come into your life and he will change your life. And once you experience it, there will never be another doubt in your mind about the authenticity of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, this is the first of many, as I said before. I want to encourage all of you to reach out to me. Comments, questions, thoughts, prayer requests. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you're not sure for heaven, if you died today, please, please, please reach out to me. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at JDManly18. You can reach me at TrollsToTheCross at gmail.com. And I will be more than happy to talk back and forth with any of you. Um, we can do video chats, Zoom calls, whatever it is that you want to do. Anyway, I can help you. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. Have a wonderful Easter. I'll be praying for you and your family. Pray for me and mine. Thank you all. Goodbye.